and it's 48 hours until the start of Food on the Edge at Airfield in Dundrum in Dublin. This is a gathering of chefs and foodies from all around the world. The symposium is curated by Dr JP McMahon, the well-known Galway Michelin star chef. He joins me from RTE Galway Studios this morning. Good morning, JP. Morning, Brenda. How are you? I'm good. I hope you've done your sit-ups and everything this morning. Are you ready to go? Oh, I did a bit of yoga last night now, but I'm a little bit crooked. <laughs> well, look, there's a pair of us then. You're in Galway, I'm in Dublin. I, I, I'm I, just thinking about you. When I think about you, I think about Galway. Uh, but there's a strong link to the greatest county in Ireland, my home county, Kildare. Oh, is that the greatest county in Ireland? I Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Because I, I was born in Dublin, so I always try and uh, tell people if I'm, I'm from Dublin, but my wife tells me it's where you went to school. So unfortunately, I went to school in Kildare, so that's where I'm from. OK, well, you can tog out for the lilies soon enough. <laughs> um, but it, it's funny because I remember my first job in Kildare was in a chippers in Newbridge called uh, the Oscar, Oscar Chippers. But your first job was in a restaurant in Kildare, isn't that right? In Minute. Yeah, in Maynooth, it was called Donatello's. It was run uh, by Antonio, who was a chef from uh, from Naples. And uh, it was really interesting to, I suppose, I mean, there wasn't too much um, diversity around food back then. And I think following Italian 90, um, the whole country became interested uh, again in, in Italian food and really wholesale. And I think there was about 95 I was working there. And it was great to be, to, I mean, to, I mean, my granny always uh, baked uh, brown bread in her house but it was great to see kind of white bread and yeast bread and uh, pizzas and all sorts of uh, pasta dishes and that and it kind of just showed me another side of of food that was really exciting and I think that, I mean I don't think I realised it then but certainly um, I realise it now was that food was such an, a cultural institution um, for the Italians and it's something that I still hold with me now It's funny I by the way, I, I think Donatella's is still it's serving still in Manute. It's still it, open. It, 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 still, it, it moved around the corner and uh, actually my brother manages it. <laughs> this, uh, oh and he God, married into the family. the family. I know, I know. Listen, he, he married into the family and all of us worked there though. Uh, my father was a scientist and I don't know how three of us own restaurants and one of us manages. So there's only two other uh, children left that are not in restaurants so I don't know how that happened but needs must. Um, so every one of the family... Uh, the six of us, of four of us, are in restaurants, and one of us, five of us were, but one of them, one of us escaped. <laughs> and we're we're talking about the Italian food culture, and I mean we know it. We know the pizzas, the pastas, the breads, everything. It's part of us. But when you think about a, a food culture in Ireland, you know, meat and veg, potatoes. Do we have a food culture? Oh, we absolutely do have a food culture and Katie McGuinness wrote a very good article recently with that title, Do We Have a Food Culture? And um, I said to her, like, whether you, whether you like it or not um, and it's good or it's bad, every every people around the world, once they start eating, they have a food culture. So there is a culture of eating, the culture of food. Um, I, I think the reason why possibly we don't celebrate food as much in that kind of nationalistic way is very much because, I mean, national 
sustainable food culture has kind of emerged over the last 200 years and the last 200 years in Ireland probably weren't the best for food in relation to the famine and all that and while we were kind of in the the kind of uh, in the dregs of the famine these 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 countries were coming together and building up their um, their kind of profile and so when you come into the 20th century it appears that we have nothing and, and they had everything but I, I think I always try and take the long view of of history and uh, people have been in Ireland 10,000 years and to try and say we didn't have a food culture because we had a famine 150 years ago is is nonsense and I think that there's so many um, interesting moments in um, in Irish history where food is a pivotal uh, pivotal part so there is culture there and I think we just need to become more confident around it and and tell the stories about it and then I think we'll we, we'll we'll embrace it I think that's happening anyway and interesting because you're talking about telling the stories around food and that is the theme of Food on the Edge and you are going to be sharing some life lessons on a panel called Chef Wise which I really like the name what life lessons are you going to be sharing JP? Um, I think the on the, on the broad side of things, I think the importance of food and the importance of storytelling for food. I mean, my kind of central epiphany around food is uh, is actually the first time I ever had spaghetti bolognese, and that was in I think it was in Shea's hands in Cashel um, when I was eight or nine, and I I just remember there was something being really different because we all grew up with your as you said the meat and the two veg and the fish mm. on Fridays, and I had this and I was like it was like a little epiphany. I was like, oh my god, food can be something that's really exciting it can be it can tell a story it can it can allow you into a window into another culture and I think I'll be trying to get people to to kind of realise that themselves because everyone has a food story and even if you sit down and you start writing down like what's my food story I mean what did I cook with my grandmother what, 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 what did we eat at home, uh, all of that is a really important um, story, and I think then in w- regard to the industry, what the I suppose the what I'll be sharing is um, is I think we need to be more sustainable in terms of the way in which we run the industry, and I said this in in the book Chef Wise. Uh, it's it's a, it's a collection of I suppose uh, quotes by by chefs on 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 the whole industry, and it, there's no point in having sustainable projects if if you don't have sustainable people you know and I think for a long time the industry has seen um, its players as um, I suppose as uh, as dispensable you know it's uh, you just someone else comes in and they keep the show going and there's bullying and shouting and screaming and that kind of like stereotypical attitude we have of 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 the of the shouting chef and for me there's no shouting at all in any of our kitchens and they're very calm places and I think that going forward we need to we need to have fun you know I mean I'm not saying it's a barrel of laughs and all that uh, trying to retain a Michelin star but at the same time I do remind the guys look we're we're, we're not saving the world we're not rocket scientists you know we're, <laughs> we're, we're making food we're trying to make people happy we're trying to tell them stories about Ireland through our food and um, I think that's uh, that's really important even though my daughter tells me now she's 14 that she just, food doesn't need a story she just, she just wants a pizza yeah. and she doesn't she goes you can keep the story yourself uh, so I, that's what I'm dealing with <laughs> the, the keep me on the ground Absolutely and um, I'm just looking at you during COVID right I don't know about many people I just about managed to homeschool I think that was what my minor achievement but you actually managed to do a PhD during COVID and uh, one of the things you did is you wrote an Irish play called uh, Irish Food A Play and that's going to be read on Food of the Edge as well um, Can you tell me a little bit 
all about that. Your interest in playwriting, your COVID PhD. I mean, JP, I'm kind of exhausted already and it's not half eight. Oh, no, stop. I'm always exhausted. Maybe it's because I'm trying to do too much. But I know I failed at the homeschooling. Oh, my God, I was the worst homeschooler in oh. the whole world. Uh, maybe that's because Actually, I was doing I took a, PhD. a picture of gin. I was drinking a glass of gin at 10 o'clock in the morning. It was only pretend, it was only pretend to say um, I'm homeschooling. Mom, yeah. my, 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 one young, my young one just kept telling me that I wasn't doing it right. It wasn't no. the way the teacher did it. So I, therefore it was wrong. Um, and I said, just look it up on YouTube. And she said, that's cheating. And I was like, well, I mean, we have to cheat. But uh, yeah, no, I've always had an interest in drama um, since I was 20. And I suppose if things had been different, I would have uh, loved to be involved in the in that, in that industry. But... Um, it kind of comes out in the in the restaurant and in in, in what we do. But um, I, I did a PhD in in University of Galway on actually on playwriting uh, and kind of drama and food. So I wrote this this play about Irish food and how I wrote it was I did a survey. It's not your kind of uh, your kind of everyday play where you have characters and all that. Um, I did 330 surveys and I got all these answers about Irish food and how it related to culture and what your first memory was and what you ate as a child and and then I cut them all up and I put them together like a big stream of consciousness thing wow. and then I inserted my, all my own memories so it's a little bit dark in places and it's funny um, and we put it on for the Dublin Fringe Festival in 2019 and then it was supposed to be on in an year in March 2020 and we all know what happened in March 2020 so listen Covid was was a really difficult time for for an year. We closed for eighteen months, um, but at the same time, I don't think I would have finished um, the PhD. And I think it's good. Um, I, it's always something I wanted to do. I have no idea why I did it. I just had. I just wanted to do it. And um, I blame my father. He's an academic, so <laughs> he never told me to do it. I just like maybe it was subconscious. Maybe he knew. I just like subconscious messages. It's um, all creative. It's all creative, JP. I, I, and yes. I, can I just say one thing? I know you're a Beckett. And I just want to remind people that there's a Beckett season from RT1 drama. It continues tomorrow night at eight o'clock on Radio 1. And that particular programme that's on tomorrow night is curated by John Bowman and he does interviews with people who remember the playwright. I I, I am kind of short on time, but I, I do want to talk about the food and hospitality industry and the pressure they're under, the rising costs, wages, rents, the VAT rate. Are you worried about the future, your yeah. future. Like I personally, an ear like has a Michelin star and it has a lot of American guests, and so I I think the high end restaurants will be affected less than uh, we have Cava, which is a very popular restaurant that would that is affected has been affected a lot more. And then when you once you move outside Galway, I think rural restaurants are going to be affected, and, and pubs you can't forget because they serve food as well. Like the the pressure on the industry is 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 relentless since COVID. You've had like we've just reopened, and then we had the war in the Ukraine, and you. Had price inflation, then you had wage inflation, uh, then you had the VAT going up, and then you have the minimum wage going up. So all of it, it's like a perfect storm. And it, it's, it, like the industry is different, is difficult at times. And I think sometimes we, the Irish public kind of uh, don't let up and they think restaurants, restaurateurs are making millions and, and all that. And I, I'm, I'm very transparent and like, I mean, the, the returns are about three or three to five percent. And like banks don't invest in restaurants. So if you want to know who's making the money, go to the bank. 
banks. Um, but look, it, it is difficult. I think we're we're at a kind of um, a kind of point in in Irish in Irish food culture where we have to, I think, push through. The last twenty years has has, has been great in terms of the amount of restaurants, the amount of chefs, the amount of like we now we have a food course in in Cork on Irish food. You can do a masters in Irish food, and so there's so much going. And as you said, it's all creativity and art. Do you know, it's it's we we really need to see food as an art form the way the French and the Italians and the Spanish see it and embrace it and mix it up in photography and radio and TV and all of that and I think then we'll really I suppose come to come to our own and I think that's what we try and do at Food on the Edge and uh, uh, we still have tickets available so if anyone is interested in food and they're around Dublin Dundrum or Airfield Estate um, you can get, you can get a day ticket for the Monday or the Tuesday there's an artisan village you'll get fed you'll have chats your brain will be melted it's like a big think tank uh, for two days so yeah anyone people think they're not involved in food but even if you're designing an app that's a food app you're you're involved in food and and food touches every single one of us absolutely and it's foodontheedge.ie and just before I take a break JP what did you have for breakfast this morning? Oh, I have a cup of coffee in front of me um, and I'm a very bad breakfast person. Uh, sometimes I do have a bit of toast in that, but, but late nights, no you know. No avocado on oh, bagels. I, I would be strung up if I ate an avocado now. I'd, I, as much as I'd love a poached egg, but um, <laughs> no, no, I, I I will have some breakfast when uh, when I go home. And there's also, but Gabriel Byrne is in that Beckett film that's coming out on November the 3rd. Uh, if anyone is a Beckett fan listening, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, the, uh, it was a Think First dance, oh, dance, well, I can't I remember the title of it, but anyway, yeah. Gabriel Byrne and Beckett. Listen, JP, we could talk for hours, but I can't because oh, I, I have I to know. take a break. Listen, go home, enjoy your piece of toast, and remember Food on the Edge, foodontheedge.ie. There's some tickets left. A pleasure to talk to you. Good morning, JP.